Hi, it's Pete Norset here and welcome to another Trade on Sports and Focused on Football Premier League betting podcast. God knows what the temperature is out there, but uh, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? I can tell exactly what the temperature is, Peter. It says it's 27, but it feels like about 35. And actually, my body temperature is about 50 because I, for the three days, last three days, I've been running around after 40 children on a cricket camp. I used to think my high-powered jobs and stressful days in the city were the worst job in the world. But I actually think maybe being a teacher is, to be honest. <laughs> oh, my, Pete, my head's nearly going to fall off. If, if these kids remain unscathed by the end of the week, it could be a miracle. Well, uh, mind you, though, <laughs> that hopefully that won't stop us getting a few winners. We did. Well, let's start with the podcast. We didn't do so well on the podcast last week. We both tipped up Wolves. Mm. Uh, yeah, they've, which, got, they've gone on my hate list, Wolves. Have. Well, uh, well, we'll get to them, you know, later, because <laughs> I, I just wonder whether they're going to be another Leicester, what was for me last year, and that, that slightly concerns me. But anyway, in the free service, though, we started off very well. You've had two half winners to start with. I've, I'm a couple of points up with my selections. This weekend, we've got your selections, we've got the ratings, and we've also got Matt Haynes. He's doing his NCAA bets, so... We've got some pre-season NCAA bets. So if you want to join the service, just ho- go to focusedonfootball.co.uk or tradeonsports.co.uk and you can join up free there. Yeah, um, I'd, uh, I've had, like I say, I've had two half winners. A little bit unlucky, I think, in both games yeah. to cash. And then this week, I've got a real storming bet at about 1.85. Uh, it's already gone out to subscribers, but still plenty of time to get on it, folks. So like Pete says, head over onto the site and get joined up. Right. Um, let's uh, now start with this weekend and, the, and the, the, the the lunchtime game, Saturday. Aston Villa against Everton. Recent head-to-heads, Villa won two. There's been one draw and Everton have won one. Villa at home when minus half a goal. It's not a great record, really. They've won one, drawn five, lost naught, and coming off a 2-0 defeat away at Bournemouth. Everton, when they're plus half a goal, their record isn't so great either. One, two, drawn two, lost six, but not as bad as Villa's. And they're coming off a 1-0 defeat at home to Chelsea. Everton, they've only won one of their last 17 away matches, so that you can see why this line is like it is. Minus half a goal over the past seven or so seasons, 242 matches, 113 home covers, 129 away covers. I know one thing, there's no real value in the line, but I certainly wouldn't be back in Villa at this price. No, definitely not, Pete. And I think already twice this week, the line has got to minus three quarters. And I certainly wouldn't be back in Villa at minus three quarters. Now, I know I've consistently said over the last sort of year or so that I think under Frank Lampard, Everton are going to be really good at home, really poor away. Now, last week, they lost 1-0 at Chelsea. That's a narrow defeat. It's the kind of defeat that we've come to expect for Everton in those sorts of games. But if you flip it and look at Villa's result away at Bournemouth, that was terrible. The one caveat I have here, although I do kind of like Everton, especially if you can maybe get plus three quarters at an attractive price, how are they going to score, Pete? I don't know. Now they've let Richarlison go. Genuinely, they look completely devoid of attacking threat. So do I want to back Villa here, minus a half, minus three quarters? No. But if Everton aren't going to register a shot on target or minimal shots on target... 
I certainly can't be backing them either, mate. It's a complete stay away for me. Arsenal, Leicester next. Uh, this is off a minus one handicap. Recent head-to-heads, Arsenal done very well. They've won five. There's been one draws. Uh, Leicester won one. We're minus one goal handicap. Arsenal's record's good. One seven draw, one lost two. Three of the seven were by two or more goals. Come off a decent 2-0 victory away at Palace. Leicester, when they're plus one, not a great record. One not drawn, two lost eight. Six of the eight will buy two or more goals. Come for two or draw uh, at home to Brentford. Arsenal, they've won their last three home matches. And over two and a half goals have been seen in six of uh, Leicester's last seven. Minus one goal handicap, 252 matches in the last seven seasons. 96 home wins, 65 pushes, 91 away wins. My ratings, as I said to you before about Leicester, are suggesting some good value, Leicester. But I just can't see them. I just can't see Arsenal not really winning this game. And I I just don't see the risk versus reward. I would leave this alone. Although I think the value is with the away side. (laughs) Well, I had a a few discussions, Pete, with people pre-season about Leicester and what, what their hopes and thoughts and aspirations were. And I was genuinely a little bit negative for them. Now, sort of... By half time last weekend, or whenever when they were tuning up against Brentford, I was kind of almost thinking to myself, I'll be eating humble pie. But the fact that they allowed Brentford back into that game, only earned a point, really concerns me now. Under Arteta, Arsenal 11, 3 and 4 at home to mid-third finishing sides. Seven of those 11 wins have come by two or more goals. And... In the last three games, Arsenal have beaten Leicester, which snapped a four-game winless streak against the Foxes. Now, in some ways, that record in itself tells you all you need to know about the, the directions in which these teams are going. Leicester are fading as a club, and Arsenal are coming on. Now, I've watched the first couple of episodes of uh, the Arsenal documentary. Have you seen it yet? No, no I haven't, actually. Uh, I'm not convinced Arteta's the most inspiring man, to be honest. However, he is getting better results and better performances. I was genuinely impressed by them last Friday night away at Palace. That is a good win to go there opening day. It's a tough place to go, Sellers Park. Minus one, I think I'll just lean towards the home side, people. But as you say, I, with this Arsenal side... I'm still not convinced there's going to be lots and lots of goals coming out of it. So any time they have to cover a full goal or more, I'm going to be really tentative about backing them. Here we go with another of our sides. Brighton against Newcastle. Recent <laughs> head-to-heads. Brighton are 1-2. There's been three draws and they've lost none. Uh, Brighton went minus a quarter of a goal. 1-1, drawn five, lost four. Coming off well, the 2-1 victory away at Manchester United. That's... Incredible, really. Newcastle away went plus a quarter of a goal. One four, drawn two, lost two. So it's a good, good, that is. They've only lost two when plus a quarter of a goal away from home over the last eight. They're coming for two nil victory at home to Forest. Newcastle, they've won their last three Premier League matches. Minus a quarter of a goal handicap. 517 matches over the last um, seven seasons. 217 home wins. 153 uh, half losses and 147 losses. Don't see any value in the lineup. Again, I, I, I say this every time, but I, I wouldn't be backing Brighton. No, but I'm not convinced I'll be backing Newcastle either, Pete. Now, I've come up with a, a couple of really conflicting stats here that you know leave me torn. Since Eddie Howe took over at Newcastle, against bottom half finishing sides, now I know that's a bit of an ask, 
saying Brighton are going to finish in the 11th or lower based on what we saw last weekend. But in this spot, against bottom half finishing sides, Eddie Howe's Newcastle, one ten, drawn three, lost one. That's incredible, really. For a side that, when he took over, was right down in the bottom half, scrapping away for relegation, they've lost one of 14. But if you look at the head-to-head meetings, 10 meetings of the sides in Premier League action, Brighton have won four, there's been five draws and one Newcastle victory. Now, admittedly, it was the Georgies that won last time the sides met at St James's Park near the end of last season, but still predominantly managed by Graham Potter. Newcastle have only beaten the Seagulls once. So many conflicting stats here, Pete. I can't make a bet in this one. They're two sides that I do struggle to get a handle on, to be honest. Man City Bournemouth next. Uh, in the last seven seasons, Man City have won five. There's been uh, no draws. Bournemouth not won. Three of those five were by four or more goals. City when uh, minus two and three quarter goals. Five wins, one draw, no losses. Two of the five will buy four or more. Coming off a 2-0 victory away at West Ham. Bournemouth, they've lost their only game. Went plus two and three quarters and that. They lost by more than uh, three goals, but by four or more goals. They're coming off a 2-0 victory at home to Villa. Man City won 12 of the last 14 at home. We know all about them. Minus two and three quarters have been a bit of a rarity in the last seven seasons. Eight matches, two times the home side's covered the handicap. One Half victory and five times the away side, five of eight, the away side of one. I think the value is with Bournemouth and I think the plus two and three quarters is is reasonable. Well, I'm not sure there's ever been a shorter Premier League price other than this. No, I, I was a bit at... surprised. And I'll I, I tell you what, before you go any further, from, from what I saw of Bournemouth last year, I, I think they're fairly, resi- I think they could be a bit of a resilient side, you know. Now, City are... 1.09 on Betfair, I'm looking at the moment. You actually cannot even get 1.1. You have to ask for it. The away win is 44 to 1. Now, is that going to happen? Probably not. But in the Premier League, where we know anything can happen, I'll tell you what, I'd, who, which side I'd rather be having a fiver on at this price. Yes, I know you're probably almost guaranteed to win with City, but you never know. They were impressive. Haaland looks to have settled in very nicely. I was surprised in terms of how electric he looked against West Ham, but we'll come on to West Ham later. I wasn't overly impressed with them. How will Bournemouth approach this? They beat Villa opening day. Will they see this as a free hit and maybe play a little bit more expansively now they've got a win under the belt? The main If they'd lost last week against Villa, they may be travelling north thinking, right, we're going to really try and scrap here really dig in, hold on, defend, try and maybe hang on for a nil-nil. But now they've got three points on the board, well, they just play with a little bit more freedom and leave themselves more open, but also at the same time, give them more opportunities themselves. Because if you think you're going to go to the Etihad and get a nil-nil draw, I think you're sadly mistaken. City will score. So if you want to take a point, you will have to find a way to score a goal. I mean, open minus two and a half. It's now at two and three quarters. Tell you what, you've got more chance of it going to minus three than going back to two and a half. So, I agree with you, Pete. A little bit of a lean towards Bournemouth plus two and three quarters. But, you know, I can see this being three or four nil, to be honest. Interesting game next. Southampton versus Leeds. When we look at the head-to-head, the, the, the head-to-heads don't really <coughs> tell us much. But 
there's only been two games. Southampton won one and Leeds have won one. Southampton went minus a quarter of a goal. Won five, drawn three, lost two. Can offer four, one defeat away at Spurs. Leeds, when they're plus a quarter of a goal away from home, won four, drawn one, lost five. Coming off a, a 2-1 victory at home to Wolves. Southampton, they've lost their last pr- five Premier League matches. Obviously, Southampton lost last week. Leeds won. Don't see any value in the line, but... I think if you fancy Southampton, I would go to for them to win this game outright. I, I do quite like. I I just I don't think that's bad risk reward minus a quarter of the call on Southampton. No, I probably wouldn't talk <coughs> anybody out of it, Pete. But then again, Leeds burned me last week, so they're probably on my hate list anyway. So I'm probably <laughs> a little bit more keen for them to lose than uh, than probably the stats suggest. Now, there's some really interesting stats again here because since. Leeds return to the top flight against bottom half finishing sides. They're an overall 21, 7 and 10. Away from home in this spot against bottom half finishing sides, which we assume Southampton will be finishing 11th or below, they are 10, 4 and 5. So receiving plus a quarter of a goal on a risk reward basis it's probably not the worst shout from a trends perspective just taking leads because you have to wonder what sort of mood's going to be in the Hassan Hootel camp. They got beat 4-1 away at Spurs after having taken the lead. Yet another game away from home where they've conceded quite a lot of goals. And I would, I've already said, I think, maybe at the back end of last season on one of the podcasts. I'll tell you what, if Southampton don't start well this season... I think Hassan Hootel's in a lot of trouble. No matter my feelings for him, I like the guy. I think he's an excellent coach. They leak goals like a sieve, Pete. And, you know, a five on him to be the first manager sacked wouldn't be the worst bet. But in, in terms of this game, a lean towards the away side. Uh, Wolves, Fulham next. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Wolves 1-2 has been no draws. Fulham 1-0. When minus a quarter of a goal, Wolves' record is a bit patchy. 1-4, drawn one, lost five. They're coming off a 2-1 defeat away at Leeds. Fulham, uh, when they're plus a quarter of a goal, one naught, drawn three, lost five. Coming off a 2-0 draw at home to Liverpool. Good result, that is, for Fulham. Wolves not now 1-8. in eight. And it, But Fulham, if you look at the Premier League, not 1-11. in 11. Minus quarter, uh, 517 matches over the last seven seasons, 217 uh, home wins, 153 half losses, 147 away wins. I, I, I think yeah, I think there's some value here with the home side. I, and logic tells me there is good risk re- reward here and, and I'm going to have to go with this. And it's over evens as well, minus a quarter. I know Wolves haven't won in eight, but, you know, Fulham up. This has got to be... A game Wolves are targeting. Oh, the psychology of betting, Peter. If I hadn't have lost money on Wolves last week, I'd be all over them here. But I did. So it's going to be very difficult for me to open my wallet this weekend and bet on them. Now, at home to newly promoted sides in recent seasons, Wolves are 8-3-2. and two. They've won the last three meetings of the two teams, 1-0. So they've proven over... A, you know, a, d- a decent period of time that they can shut out Fulham. The line opened minus a half, but for some reason, money's coming against Wolves. And as you say, it's over even money on the minus a quarter. If you throw into the equation the stat that newly promoted teams are just 3, 2 and 13 away from home in their first away game in the top flight in recent seasons. Excellent, 
excellent risk reward here with the home side, but I can't do it. They burned me last week, and I'll probably regret this because you'll be probably laughing all the way to the bank on Saturday night, Pete, with a winning ticket. But no, I, I just can't do it. Is, is that wrong, Pete? Do you think that I'm I'm literally just not betting Wolves because they they won't know this. They, I, I they've know. got no idea, have they? That I've lost I, money on them. I'd probably give it a little longer to be honest, but you don't know. They haven't won in eight games, have they? Yeah, and I'm just so burned. But and do you know what it is? I I don't think it's the fact they lost last week. It's the fact that we had them plus a quarter, didn't we? Yeah. And they and they took the lead at Leeds, didn't they? Yeah. And for a team that we've seen over the last few seasons be really resilient defensively, I have actually almost, you know, ticked it off as at least a half win once they went 1-0 up. Because I thought no matter what, they do, if they don't win the game, they'll find a way not to lose it and we'll collect some rewards for it. But the fact that they allowed Leeds to score twice and to come away with nothing, maybe that's the bigger concern to me than the fact that they actually lost. Brentford, Man United next, um, plus half a goal, uh, the handicap. Manchester United won this game last season. Brentford went plus half a goal, one one drawn, one lost one. Coming off a two all draw away at Leicester. Good comeback that is for, for Brentford. Man United um, went there, minus half a goal, pretty good record. One six drawn, one lost three, come for two one defeats at home to Brighton. Man United, though, they've lost their last six away matches, obviously under the last regime, etc. Plus half a goal, 106 matches over the last seven seasons, 55 home wins, 55 away wins. My race is suggesting the value is with Brentford, but my my, my mind's telling me, that, you know, I think Manchester United will possibly, possibly rightfully favourites for this game. Well, I watched most of that game last Sunday afternoon and I'll be honest, I, I said last season that pace was a problem within the United camp, i.e. a lack of it. But I was genuinely surprised just how ripped apart they were last weekend by Graham Potter's side. Now, Potter, we know he's a very good tactician and he's set up perfectly for them. And the fact that United are on the road this time, they'll be set up differently. Um, but it won't, won't make the players any quicker. They'll still run the same speed. They just may not have as, as big a gaps defensively to try and cover off on the counter-attack. United did win here last season, 3-0. They won the reverse 3-1 at Old Trafford. That does kind of put me off back in Brentford. Early on in the season, though, there will be a bouncing atmosphere. Brentford came back from two goals behind away to Leicester last time out, so they will be confident here. A game I just want no part of. I think United, we knew, the thing that disappointed me last week with United is that we knew that all the problems weren't cured. But we just expected opening day of the season, a new manager, a new dawn at Old Trafford, that they would actually put in a performance. And they didn't. And that's a big worry. Forest against West Ham next, plus half a goal here. Um, Forest coming off a 2 0 defeat away at Newcastle. West Ham, when they've been minus half a goal away from goal at Ron Home, which hasn't been many times, they won both matches and they're coming off a 2 0 defeat at home to City. West Ham lost five the last six away, though. So, you know, <laughs> plus half a goal, 106 matches, 55 home wins, 51 away wins. Um, Maurice is suggesting the value is with West Ham. It's too early to say what this is going to be like. But again, I, I would say they're, they're reasonable favourites there. Mm. Well, I'm on the other side of the fence here, Pete. I'm all over Forest. I think 
the city ground will be absolutely bouncing this weekend. I think it's a really good game for them to to have as an opening game because they're playing a team that isn't a top six side, really, in terms of, you know, gravitas and that. But they're playing a team that they're not expected to beat, really. So if they were playing somebody, I don't know, chuck a name out there, Brighton or Wolves this weekend, in the supporters' minds, in, you know, recent seasons, they think, oh, but, but we, we should do well here. We should get a win. But everybody's been surprised by the way the Hammers have performed over the last few seasons. And I think we all agree now that they are a consistent top eight finish. So I think the crowd are really going to be in this game. There's going to be no expectation that they're going to come away with it with all three points. The line opened a quarter, but money's come for West Ham. I think the punters have looked at that result at home to Man City, that 2-0 loss, and they've rated it a better defeat than Forest away at Newcastle. But don't get me wrong, for an hour, they frustrated Newcastle. The key stat for me here, P, is newly promoted teams at home in the, in the first home game for them in, in a new campaign. If you take out games in that spot against teams who went on to finish in the top six... Newly promoted teams are six, five, and three. So on this half a goal line, that is an eleven and three record. I think Cooper's a very good manager to set up defensively to try and shut teams down. I'm not convinced how much attacking threat West Ham have got. To be honest, um, I think they've overachieved the last couple of seasons. I think their squads just being stretched a little bit, to be honest. I do like the lad they brought in from Sassarulo, Scamacha, or however you pronounce it. I think he'll do well. But I think plus half a goal, Pete, opening game at the city ground, first time since the 90s, I think it's a great bet. Here's some, an interesting game. Obviously, London Derby, Sunday afternoon. Uh, Chelsea Spurs, recent head-to-heads, Chelsea have won four. There's been two draws, Spurs have won one. When minus a quarter of a goal, Chelsea's record reads 1-5, drawn three, lost two. So not a bad record, coming from a 1-0 victory away at uh, Everton. Spurs, plus a quarter of a goal, 1-2, drawn three, lost five. And they're coming for 4-1 um, victory at home to Southampton. Chelsea, they're unbeaten in five. But Spurs, they've won their last four. So both sides, you know, in Premier League form, pretty good. Minus a quarter of a goal, as we said before, 517 matches, 217 home wins, 153 half losses, 147 losses. My ratings are suggesting some small value Spurs, but I think the home side are a a very good bet. I can't believe they're even money for minus a quarter of a goal. I'm even sort of tempted for the for the you know the home win straight out. Spurs, I still think it's an Achilles heel, but I think there's two sides. You know, the the, the Conte mindset. This is this is what you know. I, I I'm just is in the back of my mind, but but I think Chelsea is a, a, a good bet here. Well, they did the double last season. They won 2-0 at Stamford Bridge and they got a 3-0 away win in North London. They're 6-1-0 in the last seven. So, in recent seasons, they've had the wood over Spurs. What I would say, though, Pete, is I do... I've got no sort of proof to this yet to back this up, but I do think both clubs are going in possibly a slightly different direction. I think Chelsea are regressing. Whereas I think Spurs are progressing under Conte. They've backed him in the transfer market. They've brought players in for him. And the other thing, 
Chelsea have only won 10 of 19 at Stamford Bridge under Thomas Tuchel. That's almost a win rate of about 50%. Now, I know that sounds good. If you're looking at this line of minus a quarter, you'd say, oh, that's not the worst record. But that's against all opposition. They've they've failed to win 9 of 19 under Tuchel. And and historically, over the last 20 years or so, Stamford Bridge has been a bit of a fortress. Now, whether that's the back end of last season with issues of, you know, lots of empty seats being left because of the Russia-Ukraine issue, who knows? I think the clubs are going in different directions. Given the record head-to-head, though, Pete, I have to say I'd want half a goal on Spurs here. Yeah, it's. I, I, I think you're right. It's when you look at it historically, there's been very, very few moments where Spurs have had the upper hand over Chelsea, isn't there? Very few yes. moments. Yeah, and you, and you look and you. If this was a North London derby, Arsenal Spurs, you could make a case. You could you could recant many times where Spurs have you know triumphed over Arsenal, but for some reason they've really struggled against Chelsea. Sometimes you just do. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I would certainly want a half a goal with Spurs, mainly because I think they'd view that as a really good result to draw Spurs. So if in the last 20 minutes, if Spurs are on top, but the game's level in a normal game where they may go on and push forward and and try and grab that win, will they just sit back and think of points a good result? Possibly. Liverpool Palace next. Uh, recent head to heads Liverpool have won five, <laughs> Palace have won two. The line is minus two goals. When minus two goals, Liverpool's record reads one nine, lost none. Uh, sorry, one nine, drawn none, lost one. However, only one of the nine victories were by three or more goals. They cut off a two or draw away at Fulham. Palace, when they're plus two goals, one not, draw not, lost three. Two of the three victories were by three. Sorry, two of the three defeats were by three or more goals. Coming off a two-nil defeat at home to Arsenal, minus two goals, eighty-eight matches in the last seven seasons. Thirty-three times the home side have covered. There's been seventeen pushes. Thirty-eight times the away side have covered. I don't see any real value in the line, but but that record of our, Liverpool's uh, of only winning one of the of the ten matches. You know, by three or more. But but the only the only side problem I've got with this, I can see Liverpool winning this two 0 yeah, definitely. And they'll clearly want to bounce back after that disappointing draw at Fulham to open the season. They've won the last 10 meetings of the sides. And the thing for me here, Pete, is that four of the five last four of the last five meetings, they've won to nil. And having watched Palace last week against Arsenal, they, they do impress me under Patrick Vieira. But I'm just wondering, will they have enough of the ball away at Anfield to create enough chances for them to find the back of the net. And if they don't score, then all of a sudden, you, you tend to be getting in the territory of, you know, looking for a push as your best outcome. And I never really like that when I, when I back a side. I want to think that they can cover the line um, by losing, in this instance, by just a single goal. But if Palace can't score, then mm, I think that's going to be really tricky. So, yeah, that's the problem. That, that is, that is the, that's my thought as well. Yeah. I mean, because the, the goal line is three. The goal line is three, which is telling you, well, probably going to be a 3 0 own win or 2 1. But if you asked me, out of the two, which is it most likely to be? Well, it's going to be the 3 0. Because I mean, watched Palace labour at times last week against Arsenal in the final third. You know, uh, it, it's going to be a 
a real struggle for Palace to create enough chances to score a goal, I think. Well, we should get on to I, I, I suppose you're quite surprised I'm not going plus two and three quarters Bournemouth and plus <laughs> two Palace. Um, I am. Yeah, I'm going to go Wolves minus a quarter at home to Fulham and Chelsea minus a quarter at home to Spurs. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm being a right chicken licking. I'm keeping away from Wolves. I know I'll probably end up regretting it. My only bet of the weekend, I'm taking Nottingham Forest plus half a goal at home to West Ham United. Right, we shall be back, well, about around about this time next week. For uh, yeah, it's it, for yes, yeah, looking as though it's building up to be a nice start. I was going to say, I, I, I was there doesn't seem to be looking at the fixture list. There doesn't seem to be many uh, international breaks, does there? There's not our usual international breaks. Obviously, with the World Cup coming up uh, in November. Yeah, it's pretty full on, isn't it? It's uh, you normally you're settling down, and before you know it, you've you've got your feet up for a week, especially well on the Premier League podcast anyway, because you you've got an international break. But it's pretty. Pretty full on, which, to be honest, I prefer, Pete. I think it's easier for us as betting handicappers to get into a bit of a rhythm of how teams have performed without them jetting off here, there and everywhere. I don't even, I've not even really looked into how the Champions League is going to be affected with, with all the World Cup and everything going on. Um, should probably start looking at that a little bit sort of in the next few weeks, how that schedule pans out and how that may affect the Premier League games and pricings. Right then. Uh, we shall be back, like I said, like next week. And uh, good luck, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.